0: When we think of the word sufficient, we often think of quantity. For example, the Dallas Cowboys didn't have the sufficient points to win on Thanksgiving Day. That was just a natural work in. It was just there. Sometimes we think of what was necessary, as in only eating two desserts on Thursday was sufficient for me. At other points, we're thinking of what is satisfactory. For example, it was sufficient to end the black and blue flag football game after only two hours of playing. For our time in God's Word this morning, we'll consider the sufficiency of the suffering servant. Would you please turn your copy of the Scriptures to the book of Isaiah and find chapter number 52. Isaiah 52. If you're using the Pew Bible, you can find it on page 521. Isaiah is part of the Christian Old Testament. It's a book of prophecy. In the book of Isaiah, there are four songs about the servants, the servant of the Lord, Jesus Christ. They're much like Psalms, uh, as given to us by the prophet Isaiah. They are found in Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 9. Isaiah 49, the first 13 verses. Isaiah 50, verses 4 through 11. And then here in Isaiah 52, the end of 52, and, and through chapter 53. It's this last song, it's this final servant song that we have given our attention to through six communion Sundays of 2019. It describes to us Jesus Christ's experiences. He made payment for all who would trust in him. If you're a Christian, you've gathered here this morning, which would be the testimony of of many of us. This passage calls us to lament, even as Israel will lament one day. This passage calls us to worship. And this passage calls us to continued trust in the suffering servants. If you've gathered with us this morning and you're not yet a Christian, you've not yet placed your faith in Jesus Christ, maybe you know what the gospel is, but you've not yet accepted the gift of salvation. You've not asked Christ to save you from the penalty of your sin. Well, then this passage describes to us that there's only one who can save you from the punishment that you are deserving of. You don't need to feel awkward this morning if you've come as an unbeliever. All of us entered into life as non-believers, not as Christians, not trusting in Jesus. Our invitation to you this morning is, if that is your position, if you've not accepted Christ yet, is that you would do so today as you hear of this one who is sufficient to save. This song actually begins at the end of chapter 52, and it has five stanzas. Uh, It's the astonishing suffering servant, and we find that in verses 13, 14, and 15 of chapter 52. And then we see the rejected suffering servant in the first three verses of chapter 53. And then we see the successful suffering servant in verses 4, 5, and 6. And then the innocent suffering servant in verses 7, 8, and 9. And now we come to verses 10, 11, and 12 of chapter 53 and consider the sufficient suffering servant. Before I read the song, let me remind you about the timing of this servant song because understanding the timing will help us understand the text a little bit more easily. Isaiah is speaking about a future day near the end of history. It's a day that's thousands of years after Christ's death on the cross, after his crucifixion. In fact, he's speaking of a day that's still future for you and for me. It's still yet to come. The prophet Isaiah was, was looking back from that future day. He was looking back at Christ's death, and he was looking ahead to Christ's return. So, this song prophesied not only what would happen at Christ's death, but also how one day, yet still to come, Israel would lament over their response to Christ when he had come. Would you please follow along as I begin reading of verse number 13 of Isaiah 52? Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. And many were astonished at thee. His visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told of them shall they see, and that which they had not heard, shall they consider. Who has believed our reports? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs, and he has carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet, It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities." Therefore, will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. The prophet explains to us that the suffering servant was astonishing. The suffering servant was rejected. The suffering servant was successful. The suffering servant was innocent. And now this last stanza of the song points us to the sufficiency of the suffering servant. And this is what we consider this morning. There is only one sufficient Savior, and his name is Jesus. Christ's sufficiency not only changes your future destiny, but also transforms your present Reality. In other words, it isn't simply an academic understanding of Christ's work on your behalf that we're considering this morning. This theological truth changes how you live in 2019. First, notice that the suffering servant, that he was sufficiently offered. Again, verse number 10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath, he hath put him to grief when thou hast made his soul an offering for sin, He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. The prophet again reminds us that it was the will of the Lord for the suffering servant to be bruised. It was God's plan to put him to grief. It wasn't something that happened by way of accident. Neither was it something that happened because certain men and women in history acted in a way that they kind of threw a wrench, threw a kink into God's plan for his son. It wasn't that way at all. No, the death of Jesus Christ was not in the hands of of wicked men, but in the Lord's hands. It was the will of God for his one and only Son to be put to death in this way. It pleased the Father, the prophet tells us. Now That might sound harsh at first read, right? It pleased the Father. But we need to understand that it was the outcome of Christ's death that pleased the Father. Not the pain of Christ's death. It was the Son fulfilling the Father's will that pleased him, not the horror of the cross that was pleasing. So Jesus was, was offered, Isaiah tells us. Jesus was offered as a sacrifice to, to atone for the sins of rebels like you and like me. God the Father gave God the Son as an offering. Jesus Christ was offered this takes us back to the days of Moses and the system that God had put in place for offerings. Most of the Old Testament offerings were not consumed by flame. Instead, they were were killed and then they were eaten. That was the offering. But the guilt offering was different. The guilt offering was completely consumed by the fire. This was so because its intention was to cover sin. The guilt offering was intended to cover the sin of the people. And that's How the sin offering, the suffering servant is is being offered. Christ was offered as a guilt offering. But But it wasn't the same as the Old Testament offerings. So then, how does this make a sufficient offering? There was enough of Christ that was offered. Because all of Christ was offered. Christ was, was completely consumed, as, if you will. He was, he was offered, he offered himself completely at the cross. Christ was fully dead. We, as we have studied in Lamentations in recent weeks, we are not consumed because of God's great mercies, but Christ was fully consumed because of our great sins. Jesus was offered as, as payment for sin. This is what makes his offering Sufficient. He's the only one that could do this. All of the Old Testament sacrifices were pointing towards this suffering servant, and none of the Old Testament sacrifices could totally atone for sin. So Christ's sacrifice compensated for human sin by setting sinners free from guilt before God. It's a doctrine that we refer to as justification. In order to be declared righteous before God, we needed to have a debt paid. In order to be justified before before God the Father, we needed an offering that was sufficient to appease God's anger for our own sin. Only Christ's payments could remove our debt. Back in December of 1996, I finished up my undergraduate work and I got married two days after classes ended. And this may surprise some of you, but I really brought a lot into that marriage. Mainly it was debt, financial debts. Now, in comparison to college grads of 2019, it wasn't astronomical debt that I brought into the marriage, but it was thousands of dollars. And the university gave me this little booklet. It was before EPAY, all of you people born after 1996. Gave me this little booklet to send in a coupon each month with a payment. And man, we went on a rampage to get rid of those coupons, to pay off the debts as fast as we could. I mean, we ate out one time in that year and a half. I mean, no cheats. We were just crazed with making payments. We wanted to be relieved of the burden of debts. It was all about our efforts, our efforts to remove debt, Payments after payments after payments until it was paid off. Salvation is nothing like that. Salvation is not about our efforts. It's about the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. And Christ is not making, Christ did not make the first payment in order that you can work off the remaining debt. Christ made the first and the final payments. He did it all at one time. When Christ shed his blood on the cross for the remission of sins, that was the only payment that was needed Jesus paid it all. That's the sufficiency of Christ's offering. You need not earn it. You cannot earn it. Your life isn't to be spent doing penance. Your walk with God is not obligatory, it's celebratory. You're not paying your sin, you're praising your Savior in this life. You've been freed from guilt. The penalty of your sin has been completely paid, Therefore, you can live this life without guilt. And as the hymn text goes, no guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. So Christian, don't wallow in the guilt of your sin. It's under the holy blood of Jesus Christ. When you are tempted to believe that you've messed up too much, when you've been tempted to believe that you've gone too far astray, be reminded and meditate on the sufficient offering of Jesus Christ in your stead. You stand forgiven at the cross. There is only one sufficient Savior, and his name is Jesus. Christ's sufficiency not only changes your future destiny, but it also transforms your present reality. He was sufficiently offered. Secondly, he was sufficiently satisfied. Now this is, this is an incredible thought for us as we prepare to come to the table in just a moment. The suffering servant was satisfied in his accomplishment. Look at verse number uh, 11 again. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. He was satisfied. You know, we can, we can become satisfied. We can have this, this sense of satisfaction. Maybe you were one of those individuals uh, that went out shopping on Friday. I'll leave commentary aside. Maybe you went out shopping on Friday and enjoyed it, a great time and you got your, your free gift card or you stood in line and camped out or did whatever and you, you, you felt a sense of accomplishment after you got the deal that you got. You were satisfied. Or maybe you've just come through this, a new work a project at work. You've been working on it for months. You've, you've turned it in. You hit send on the email. It's done, and you feel satisfied with what you accomplished. Maybe you're a homeschool parent. You get through a school year. 180 days in, all your kids survived. You survived. You feel satisfied. You feel accomplished. Usually when we think of, of someone being satisfied at the death of Christ, we think of God's wrath being appeased or being satisfied. And that's a theological truth. That's not false. That's true that God's wrath was appeased because of what Christ offered as his payment. And we find that, 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 that truth all throughout scriptures. But that's not what this verse is pointing us to. This verse is telling us that Christ, the suffering servant, was satisfied. Why was Jesus sufficiently satisfied? Well, what does that mean? Christ was satisfied because of what he accomplished. He was satisfied that salvation was secured for many. He came to give his life as a ransom for many, all who would trust and believe in him. Some will not trust, some will will reject. He was satisfied that the price was paid for all who would call upon his name, not the Jews only, but even beyond. He was satisfied that whoever believes is counted as righteous. He will be satisfied that he accomplished a task that nobody else was qualified to accomplish or could, had the ability to accomplish. He gave his life as a ransom. He was satisfied that these individuals will be counted as righteous. Their their iniquities will no longer be able to rise up and accuse him. He was satisfied that that through him, many people will have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, as Ephesians 1 tells us. In him, he was satisfied that there will be forgiveness of sins, that we have obtained an inheritance through him. In him, through him, we have been been made right with God. He was satisfied based on all that he has done for us, not based on what we have done for him. Jesus is not waiting to be satisfied. He is already satisfied. We don't have the responsibility or the, the ability to satisfy Christ. We don't have to work toward making Christ satisfied with us. God the Father is satisfied with God the Son, and Christ himself is satisfied with what he accomplished. Therefore, we should be satisfied based on what Christ has done in our stead. Brothers and sisters, we often, we often look for satisfaction in all the wrong places. Don't look for satisfaction in marriage or in family relationships or in your weight goals or in your career success or your bank accounts or electronic devices. Be satisfied in God. Be satisfied with what Christ is satisfied with, that Jesus paid the penalty for your sin. Follow the example of Jesus and find your satisfaction in the good job that he has done in your stead. If you are looking around to this world for certain circumstances to give you satisfaction, friends, get off that train. Don't follow that. If you believe that the just the right the, the right spouse or the right job or the right amount of money or position will grant you contentment, you miss the glory of the suffering servant's work on your behalf. Be satisfied with what Christ is satisfied with. He came, he was offered as a payment to atone for your sins, he rose again and one day he will come again and he lives forever. Mission accomplished. There's only one sufficient Savior, and his name is Jesus. Christ's sufficiency is not, not only changes your future destiny, but also transforms your present reality. Christ was sufficient. He was sufficiently offered. He was sufficiently satisfied. Thirdly, we see that he was sufficiently exalted. Look now again at verse number 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great? And he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. This idea of exaltation bookends this song, doesn't it? We It, it opens up in, in chapter 52, verses 13, 14, and 15, referring to the exaltation of Christ. So here at the end of the song, we have the suffering servant of Christ kind of juxtaposed to the, to the glory of Christ. He was, he was uh, verse number 10, it says, He will see his offspring, he shall prolong his days. I believe this is a reference, if, if Christ is going to see his offspring, I, I believe this is a reference to his resurrection. If he died and he remained dead, he could never see his offspring. The prophet is making clear that, to us that death will not hold the servants, but instead he will again come to life, and as a living one, he will see his seed. He will prolong his days, the prophet said. Christ will live eternally, never to die again. And throughout all of eternity, he will be pleased to watch his offspring who trusted in him. So because of his sacrificial death, there is eternal life for all who believe. Verse number 12 talks about the portion of the spoil. It's the image that comes to mind of a conqueror sharing the victory with his allies. His exaltation was sufficient. His exaltation was enough because as we read in Philippians 2 this morning, it could be no higher. No one, not, 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 no one could be exalted higher than where Christ is. Not only has he triumphed, he is now making intercession for transgressors. And we read in the scriptures that he ever lives to do so. Jesus intercedes before the Father's throne. He, he intercedes for you and for me. His priestly work on behalf of those he represents secures our acceptance before God. He was raised to the right hand of God. Brothers and sisters, you have a risen Savior. You have an advocate even now before God the Father who is unceasingly pleading your case. Do you see how that transforms your present reality? As a Christ follower, you are not aimlessly just kind of wandering through this life. You are pursuing a relationship with the one who has given you eternal life. You are purposefully living in a way that reflects his glory. You are currently being shaped into the image of the one who has been sufficiently exalted for you. You may have had a sufficient number of desserts. You may have had have sufficient funds in your bank accounts, sufficient knowledge on a test that you might take at school, but you aren't sufficient for everything in this life. It's a very simple Yet, fundamental and profound truth for our consideration on this Lord's Day. You and I are not sufficient to save ourselves or to save anyone else. You are completely insufficient in this regard. How will that truth change the way that you live this week? There is only one sufficient Savior, and His name is Jesus. Christ's sufficiency not only changes your future destiny but it also transforms your present reality. May God help us to live this week and the days to come in light of the sufficiency of our suffering servants. As we prepare now to come to the table, uh, would you please sing with